So just before we move into this morning's session, I'd like to just check the sound, if it's okay for everyone. Yep, thank you. Down a little bit. Are you able to just slightly... I'll keep talking and see. Okay. Okay, how's that? Better? Great, thank you. So during these uh, morning sessions of guided meditations, we've broadly been following the outline given in the Satipatthana Sutta, which is the core text for all of our insight practice. These four, often translated as the four foundations of mindfulness or domains of attention, establishments, of mindfulness. And this lays out a progressive development of practice where we start with areas of our experience that are uh, fairly easy to pay attention to, fairly tangible and concrete, such as the body and the breath. And then it gradually begins to incorporate more and more subtle aspects of our experience, thoughts and emotions, for example, and all the various ways that we react and respond to the world around us. And then finally, it offers trainings that develop our ability to distinguish uh, between skillful and unskillful responses, and to begin to incorporate the teachings of the Buddha very directly, such as the Four Noble Truths. So over the course of these few days, we're offering uh, a similar arc of development. We began with the first foundation, first establishment of mindfulness, really bringing awareness to the body, the posture of the body, sitting, standing, walking, reclining, the breath, sensations in the body, and so on. And then yesterday, Brian introduced the uh, second domain of awareness, which is mindfulness of Vedana or feeling tone. So just that recognition, how with every sense contact, there's an automatic knowing of it as either pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And when we start to tune into this aspect of experience, we recognize how quickly It becomes the building block of all of our reactivity. So if mindfulness is not so strong and we encounter a pleasant sense contact, it very quickly complexifies into wanting, liking, greed or compulsion. And when it's unpleasant, the opposite, if there's not much mindfulness, quickly turns into not liking, not wanting, even hatred or aversion. And when something registers more as neither pleasant nor unpleasant, as neutral, we tend to very easily disconnect from experience, space out, not really know what's going on, and comes ignorance or delusion. So these three feeling tones have a very uh, powerful role in leading us into afflictive states of greed, hatred, and ignorance, sometimes also translated as compulsion or aversion and delusion. 
And the challenge with these three is that, um, as Greg was talking about last night, there are such compelling afflictive energies that we really need to bring awareness to them, but without taking them personally. So we're encouraged to find a balanced perspective in relation to them, to really know that they're visiting, they're not inherently who we are, but because of their power to um, have us acting in unskillful ways, we do need to really become aware of them. So as we move now into the third foundation of mindfulness, in this third foundation or establishment of awareness, we're really looking at what's happening very directly in the mind, particularly being on the lookout for these more afflictive states. So we might be familiar with these, this terminology of the three root poisons or the three afflictive energies, often translated as greed, hatred, and delusion. And again, the language here is quite heavy but it's shorthand in a way, each one of them covers a whole spectrum of intensity. So for example, with greed, this is shorthand for any kind of wanting in the mind from the most intense, addictive kind of craving at one end, all the way through to just that subtle trace of, hmm, nice, moving towards. In the same way, the afflictive energy of hatred, again, a very strong word, this includes at one end the most intense anger, ill will, hatred, all the way through to just that subtle not wanting, not liking, minor irritations and so on. And then likewise with ignorance or delusion, we can have uh, just the disconnecting, not knowing perhaps uh, that tendency in the morning to just want to pull the covers back over our heads and go back to sleep. That's a more subtle form of delusion. And then at the other extreme, almost the pathological uh, ends of denial and delusion. So with this invitation to explore our mind states, by mind states here, we are talking about more than just fleeting thoughts or emotions, but sort of like the software, the computer programs that are running sometimes just below the level of our awareness, but nevertheless are coloring how we see the world and then how we react to it. So we need to be on the lookout for these different qualities to know what's happening in the mind. So for example, we can begin to notice very directly, even right now, what's happening in the mind. Is there, for example, interest or dullness, boredom, engagement, curiosity, confusion, irritation, interest, and so on. So we need to be on the lookout for these um, different qualities, but also to be noticing the wholesome states, 
because I, as I mentioned uh, in a couple of my talks already, we're often so much more used to noticing the unskillful, the unpleasant, and so on. And the more subtle and refined states can often go unrecognized. So this too is part of the invitation in the third establishment of awareness to know when the mind is moving into more wholesome, skillful states such as concentration and very directly freedom itself. So I will be inviting us to begin to explore what's happening in the mind and I'll begin by having us establishing awareness in the body and then when the mindfulness um, becomes a little stronger we'll start to explore the presence or absence of these different states. Because in the sutta itself we're invited to notice one knows a lustful mind to be lustful and a mind without lust to be without lust. One knows an angry mind to be angry and a mind without anger to be without anger. One knows a deluded mind to be deluded and a mind without delusion to be without delusion. And then it goes on through a few other different qualities to knowing a mind that's concentrated, a mind that's unconcentrated, a mind that's liberated, and a mind that's unliberated. And I think it's worth pointing out that the language here is very impersonal. The Buddha doesn't say, notice when you are lustful or angry or deluded. Doesn't even say, notice when your mind is with these qualities or not. We're simply knowing the mind states when they're present, when they're absent. Noticing that they're arising due to impersonal causes and conditions, so we don't need to identify with them or hold on to them or even to get rid of them. All we need to do here is know are they present or are they absent. So this is a very different way um, than the way we usually relate to our experience of taking it personally. And again, it can be quite a training and sometimes we, the use of mental noting can be helpful here because our mind states, we're so used to putting our attention externally that we're not always so skilled at noticing what's happening internally. So the technique of mental noting can be very helpful here to try to find a word that will capture what's happening with each state. And again, this is a skill, so sometimes it can feel a little bit like throwing darts at a dartboard, and often they'll sort of go clunk, clunk, and then suddenly one will fit, and then we have that moment of clarity and understanding. So for example, maybe there's some slightly unpleasant feeling in the mind, and we're just, we might audition a few words. Hmm, Is that sadness? Is it grief? Oh, it's loneliness. Oh, okay. And then there's an understanding. This is the mind state of loneliness. So I'll be inviting us into that, um, an exploration of that process now. So just taking a few moments to settle into the body. 
Find a comfortable sitting position where you can be relaxed and at ease. Coming home to the body Getting that felt sense of the whole body sitting. Simply sitting and knowing that you're sitting. Allowing the weight of the body to settle into the cushion or the bench or the chair. Feeling the support of the ground beneath your feet, your legs. And the support of the cushion or the bench or the chair beneath your sitting bones. from this stable base, inviting the spine to become just a little taller and straighter. Not forcing or straining, but inviting the body into this posture of relaxed ease. stability and alertness. And then bringing the awareness to the experience of breathing for a few moments. Beginning with just a simple knowing of the breath coming into the body and leaving the body. Knowing that you're breathing in, knowing that you're breathing out.
then beginning to open up the awareness to include physical sensations anywhere in the body. Not only those associated with the breath, but beginning to open up to the flow of ever-changing physical sensations in the body. Perhaps sensations of tingling or throbbing, hardness, pressure, warmth, coolness, numbness, aching, lightness, Just inviting the awareness to connect with this flow of physical sensations throughout the whole body. still maintaining the same relaxed attention, opening up the field of awareness now to include the experience of hearing. So simply settling back and noticing sounds as they arise. Stay for a while and pass away. You might notice or note hearing, hearing for as long as a sound arises. Settling back now and just knowing the experience of hearing whenever sounds are present. Also notice from time to time small moments when sounds are absent, moments of silence. Without forcing or straining, simply recognizing and receiving the experience of hearing.
hearing. And then still with the same relaxed awareness, turning the attention now directly to the mind. And beginning to notice whatever qualities may be present in the mind right now. So taking a moment just to notice If there's any kind of wanting present in the mind right now, this wanting at times can be quite obvious and intense. Other times it might be quite subtle. Perhaps just a trace of wanting the mind to be a little more calm or a little more concentrated. Perhaps just a subtle, energetic kind of leaning forward into the next moment. (coughs) Wanting what's next. Perhaps there's no sense of wanting in the mind right now. (coughs) Tuning in and noticing. How does it feel to be free of wanting now? not judging, simply knowing if wanting is present or absent. And 
And then in the same way, tuning into the energy of aversion or not wanting. And taking a moment just to explore, to notice if there's any quality of not wanting in the mind right now. At times this can be quite intense in forms of aversion or anger or fear. Other times it might be quite subtle. Just that slight sense of resisting experience, pulling away, shutting down. Or perhaps in this moment there's no sense of aversion. The mind is at ease. And knowing how this feels in the body, in the mind. And there's no wanting, no not wanting. And then letting go of directing the attention anywhere in particular. And simply settle back and receive the ever-changing flow of experience. The breath coming and going. Sounds coming and going. Physical sensations coming and going, thoughts and emotions and moods and mind states coming and going, opening up to include this ever-changing flow of experience. or returning to connecting with the anchor if that helps you to stabilize the mindfulness. Continuing in this way in silence now.
just before the bell rings, taking a moment again just to notice what's happening in the mind now. Any trace of wanting, not wanting, or not knowing. Noticing the presence or absence of greed, aversion, or delusion. Without judging, simply knowing whatever qualities are present in the mind right now. Mm. 